welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Jeff Poling. And I'm Ryan Chatty. On tonight's episode of Blooming Out, we will have your weekly LGBTQ plus news headlines, the area's LGBTQ event calendar, and our featured music. But first, after I ask Sarah to turn down the heat in this place, we will get to our interview uh, with Spencer Prides, Dana Beth Evans, and Jonathan Balish. Uh, Dana Beth and, and Jonathan, welcome to Blooming Out this evening. Thank you for having us. It's Thank a you. Nice, toasty, warm fall evening, isn't it? It is. Right. It feels like we're near the fireplace. Yeah. If you had one of those in the studio, no doubt. And speaking of warming, uh, one of the big topics lately has been the presidential election, climate, climate change, and all of that fun stuff. But how is this election going to? Uh, what has been Spencer Pride's response to? Uh, this election of Donald Trump as president? I think, you know, our members, our volunteers, similar to a lot of people, uh, were very surprised at the ultimate outcome of the election. But certainly as an organization, we exist to educate the public and we were going to exist whether that was a Donald Trump administration or whether that was a Hillary Clinton administration. So um, from our perspective, certainly the core things that we do aren't changed. I would say the main difference that we anticipate as a result of the election of Donald Trump is um, a likely increased need for some of our services. And so that's really where we want to focus is ramping up um, the available existing opportunities that we already offer to the community um, in anticipation of that. Now, we know of uh, many episodes of of hate that have happened here thus far in, in Bloomington and Monroe County and even out as far as Bean Blossom. But has there been anything happen over in Spencer at all? Spencer's been very fortunate uh, at this point in time. Like our unity building has not been uh, approached and we haven't had any um, discourse through there. We've had a lot of people lately coming in, though, and asking questions and getting information, and, which was the point of the unity building. So we're very excited about that. And we've had a lot of people coming in to to list their opinion or to have their grievance. But again, we're just here to, to listen and be a part and to be a safe space for them. So for everybody to listen and be that safe, welcoming spot for everybody to come in. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely would agree with that. Thankfully, we haven't seen any specific, you know, um, you know, crimes of hate or anything in, in Owen County as a result of the election. Of course, we're always available should something like that happen to, you know, assist the community through that. But our, our general uh, offerings, so to speak, to the public are, one, primarily we educate the public about the LGBT community. Two, we educate, or excuse me, we provide services directly to the LGBT community through things like our community center. So we're a safe place or an LGBT safe zone. And so we can offer those direct services there, which can mean anything from referrals to just being a, a listening, um, warm body to empathize and understand and help someone get through something. We also provide educational services to organizations, companies. So we do diversity training, things of that nature. That's definitely one of the things that we do. And we are about to embark on an effort to um, 
well, enact hopefully um, a human rights ordinance for Owen County. So that's something that was a part of our five-year strategic plan. Again, well before the election, that was part of our five-year strategic plan. But now that the election's over, we're certainly going to start um, gearing up our efforts towards getting some type of human rights ordinance in place in Spencer or Owen County. Now, you Excellent. say you've noticed a little bit of an uptick in, in people coming into the Unity Center mm-hmm. uh, lately. Uh, have you have they had any concerns? What have been the main concerns? And if anything, um, obviously you're creating that safe space for everybody. So uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing in, in the Unity Center right now? Well, you know, it's interesting and what's, what's really been great, honestly. So we just opened the Spencer Pride Community Center in September, late September. So we haven't been open all that long. And one of the things that certainly our core uh, premise for being there is to, to be able to provide an opportunity to have direct engagement with individuals to continue our educational mission. And I honestly anticipated that it would be a while before people started using it for that. I thought at first our main focus would be, or our, our sole focus essentially would be from the public's perspective as a retail establishment. Although I can say very proudly that from day one, every single weekend, we have people who come in, who come in for support services or information or referrals about LGBTQ plus issues. So that's been fantastic. And so we've seen a slight increase in that. And I think one of the things that we've seen is an increase in people coming in to express their support of us. So uh, anticipating that potentially that we are downtrodden perhaps about the election or concerned or needing additional assistance or help, people are coming in and offering that. And so that's been really great. Are these folks mostly from um, Owen County or are you seeing people from all around? We, we, we see people from all over, but I would say generally speaking, probably mostly from Owen County at this point, as far as those who are coming more directly related to that, but it's early. Talking about those services though, we've had a lot of people have been coming in regarding you know parents that are concerned or where do I go to look or wh- where can I get help from? So our PFLAG program has been very active and they've been being utilized. So a lot of not just individuals about themselves or concerns, but talking about other family or, or how can I be supportive of this person or that person? So it's been very educational and informative for me as well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what's what's been a, a positive uh, result of the election has been an outpouring of support for us, whether that's in person, whether that's we've been receiving phone calls to the center um, from hundreds and hundreds of miles away of people saying, hey, we know what you do. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. We've seen heartfelt um, donations sent to us with long letters expressing their support for the work that we do. We've had people reach out to us on Facebook in person about, hey, how can I help you out? Can I volunteer? Can I donate something? Can, you know, what can I do as an individual to help you help the public, um, you know, get through this time and, and generally to be able to support your organization. So we've actually seen, if anything, a response from the election, one that's been very encouraging and positive, which has been really uh, warming. Sure. And, and Jonathan, what is it that you tell people when they ask you what they can do? So certainly, you know, one of the most priceless possessions that we can possibly get is volunteer time. And we're always looking for additional volunteers. Our community center is open two days a week right now. It's entirely volunteer staffed. So eventually we will expand those hours, but only when we know we can confidently get those volunteers. But certainly all of the other activities, educational events, planning for the Pride Festival, planning for our LGBT History Month events, we do so much 
within the community, our monthly Tivoli volunteer nights. It, I could just go on and on. We do a lot of volunteering. So really for us, the most priceless commodity is volunteers. So anybody who is able to do that, um, they can certainly contact us. They can contact us at info at spencerpride.org, or they can give us a call at the center, or they can uh, reach out to us via Facebook or our website. And, you know, volunteering, something that I think a lot of people, when they hear volunteering, they think committing, you know, big blocks of time to come in and, and doing things. And so for some people that's uncomfortable, they may want to support our community, but, oh gosh, I'm not an expert about LGBTQ issues. I couldn't possibly work at the community center. So one, we have robust training for our volunteers at the community center. We go through a lot of training. We go through a lot of one-on-one um, -on -one support and mentoring with our other volunteers as well. But two, that's just one aspect of what we do. We need volunteers to sit at home and make flyers. We need volunteers to help us manage our social media um, interactions with the public and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. We need volunteers to help us with planning. We, so we really try to assess what people's interest level is, whether it's the amount of time they can commit or whether it's the resources that they have whether it's their skill set and certainly what they want to do. So someone may have a skill in one particular area, but they may do that all day long at work and they may not want to do that again in their volunteer time. And so um, we try to understand what it is that they're interested in doing and really be able to leverage them for what, um, where their desires are, happy volunteers or happy organizations, <laughs> certainly. Um, the, oh, sorry, good. And volunteering is so much fun and you get so much out of it depending no matter what you do. I mean, if you're volunteering to help with the committee or to help with the, the Pride Festival, maybe what you're doing is just serving on a committee to get that function going. But it's still such a fun and opportune time to meet people and understand people. And, and you learn by interaction. You learn by getting to know people and, and understanding their principles and what they believe in, too. And the festival is a great idea and a great and so much fun. And it's such a great program. And then the night at the Tivoli. I mean, and your volunteer hours could be anything from four hours at a night at the Tivoli where you can go and see a movie and help serve popcorn and soda to working on at the Unity Center for five hours or stuffing envelopes for two hours. I mean, it just it's not a firm commitment on time as much as it is. I can give you an hour here or six hours here or 20 minutes here, but it's still all appreciated. Absolutely. And other things, it, so some people say, yeah, that's still not my thing. I'm not interested in volunteering, no matter where I can do it, uh, no matter how much fun it is. Uh, so we can understand that as well. And for those individuals, we certainly are, are happy to take cash donations so they can make uh, checks or, or bring cash directly to us, but preferably checks. Um, they can send those to our P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 585, Spencer, Indiana, 47460. They can also bring things directly to the community center. We are a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, so um, donations um, may be tax deductible as permitted by law. Consult your local tax advisor on that one. Um, but yes, we are a 501c3 organization, so that's really great. And we are happy to um, acknowledge your donation in any way you'd like. And there's been a question recently, um, again, I think there's been an effort nationwide with Planned Parenthood for people to donate to Planned Parenthood in Mike Pence's name. We are happy to do the same. <laughs> so if individuals are interested in making a donation to Spencer Pride in Mike Pence's name, we will send Mike Pence thank you letters for his donation. <laughs> Excellent. Just let make sure that you specify that you're doing that on behalf of our vice president-elect. And it's the end of the year, so it's a perfect time to be thinking of those year-end gifts so that you're ready for your taxes that are getting ready to start. Mm. donations 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 so perfect time to thank spencer pratt exactly have you had any outreach from the owen county schools um on on any events or anything 
to help them out at all? So as a part of our strategic plan, we want to work more aggressively with the local school corporation. So I can definitely say we've been around for a decade and we've had attempts multiple times over the course of that decade. Uh, we've really struggled to be able to get into the Owen County school system. And um, it's something we're never going to give up on. And again, I, I hate to keep sounding like everything's in the future, but as a part of our five-year strategic plan, that was absolutely something that, that we identified that we really want to be able to focus on. We have a new school superintendent here recently, and um, I've had some interactions with him that are really positive. So we hope to continue to work towards that. It, it's a key part of our plan. Everything that we do is about engagement with the community and engagement with our youth, especially in a school-type setting, would be of tremendous value in our educational efforts. Well, and I think in, a, in such a rural se setting, uh, such as Spencer, uh, you have a, a real opportunity to get in there and uh, help I either students understand LGBTQ issues and, and thus help in national issues. Mm -hmm. it, it just expands there. Um, but on top of that, help maybe a closeted kid or uh, somebody who just came out in the school. Absolutely. I can say that one um, immediate um, reaction to our community center opening is a tremendous amount of youth coming in. So high school kids coming in and um, some of those have directly asked questions LGBTQ related. Um, some have just came in to provide their support to us. And um, but we've we've seen a lot of them, and I'm really surprised how much of uh, after school hangout that it is on Friday afternoons when kids get off of school. So that's been nice, and and has definitely helped. And certainly any other way that we can do that, and and I hope that we can do that through a variety of avenues. I mean, certainly we are an opportunity if um, students need volunteer hours for anything in particular. We're a great opportunity for them to to serve those hours. We're an opportunity for internships. We are an opportunity for a scholarship. So uh, last year we started our first ever scholarship in partnership with the White River Valley PFLAG, and that is, as a as an organization, we've committed to doing that uh, moving forward as well. So we will be issuing a thousand dollar scholarship again in May for a student who works to promote LGBTQ equality and education about diversity in the school system and in their lives. So in a lot of different ways, we want to um, intermingle ourselves with the schools. And so we absolutely are, are, are going to be focusing on that as we have, you know, attempted to do in the past as well. Awesome. That's great. Well, <clears throat> Dana, Beth, and Jonathan, we are going to get back with you and um, continue talking about this and after our first music break, which we're going to take now. Um, because this is Transgender Awareness Week, we wanted to spotlight one of the many transgender artists who are making waves in the music world. From gaymusicchart.blogspot.com and YouTube, Transgender recording artist Sunkey Angel comes out in a new video telling the true story of a life of struggles with being HIV positive and dealing with a religious family who condemned her for coming out as a transgender woman and pressured her to not disclose her true identity nor her status due to them not wanting her to tarnish the family name. This video will give a name to those who have been shunned and those who feel as nobody understands their struggle. Know that you are not al alone and no longer will we hide behind the mask of shame and guilt due to religious beliefs or because we are afraid to be disowned by family or society. We deserve to be heard and treated as human beings, whether we are gay, transgender, HIV positive, lesbian, have mental illnesses, physical disabilities, or different per perceptions on if the LGBT 
tea community is born the way they are or if it's a choice. We are not just people who are infected by incurable diseases, nor was it a choice to be who we are. We were born this way, and now we must walk in our truth because we are more than labels. That says Sunkey Angel. And so here is Sunkey Angel with I Am Not a Label. Everybody is becoming so fixated on the outer appearance that we can't see the soul of the person. No matter whether you are transgender, gay or straight, we as people have to learn to look beyond the surface. It's nothing there cause I'm looking for perfection They teach unconditional love but they ignorant It's more like I'm conditional, more than isn't, a it? Woman, isn't it? I'm more than a man I'm more than a label Why can't they understand? Take the expectations off of me And just accept me for who I am Because I'm more than a woman Take the expectations 
just accept me for who I You've just listened to Sunkey Angels. I am not a label. We're back here with Blooming Out on WFHB, and JP and I are joined once again in the studio by Spencer Pride's Dana Beth Evans and Jonathan Balish. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation this evening about um, upcoming events at the Spencer Pride Community Center. So, uh, first off, let, let's tell our listeners, since you've already had an uptick in visitors since this election, let's get you some more. Uh, where are you located in, in Spencer? We are on the square at Spencer, but we're at 46 East Market Street, right in downtown Spencer, across from the courthouse. You can't miss us. We've been open, um, gosh, since late September, like you said, completely volunteer operated. Uh, big shout out to Jacob Balish because he's been phenomenal as managing the store and taking care of it for us, along with our volunteers. And beginning on November the 25th, we'll be fully decorated and ready for the holidays. We're having a lovely, um, there's a window decorating contest going on in town, and then we're, we're sponsoring a meter. So we'll be decorated inside, outside, and all around, and it should be really, really cool to see. Absolutely. So. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And then we've created um, a coloring book. We've had various uh, businesses and individuals sponsor historic sites or places in Owen County, and we've created a coloring book with that, coloring book, excuse me, with that. It's 58 pages, and it sells for $9.99 at the Unity store, only at the store. So we're excited about that, and there's just a lot going on. And I, let me add on the coloring book, this, this coloring book is exciting. And if you're at home thinking, oh, coloring book, not my thing, um, first of all, you're just totally wrong. Uh, <laughs> so you need to get up and you need to come to the Unity Center. So these are going to be available, as Dana Beth said, exclusively at the Spencer Pride Community Center uh, starting on Black Friday. And these coloring books are fantastic gift items. So if you're looking for gifts for gift exchange, gifts for family members, gifts for yourself, because it has been found that adult coloring books particularly are a great and much cheaper form of therapy than uh, professional therapy that's out there. So this is an all ages coloring book. People will find pages simple for the younger kids. People will find pages complex enough for you know the older kids, AKA adults. And it's really neat. And if you're thinking to yourself, gosh, this sounds really tragic. It's not, it's great. So we've had two local artists, uh, Primo Corona and Susan uh, Shorter, who took time. Each one of these pages is, the illustration is a work of art. It's great. It's beautiful. And you know, you can have the opportunity to, to bring some color to that work of art by getting your own copy and getting copies, like I said, as a gift item. So uh, I certainly encourage people to get it. It's our first ever coloring book. And I can tell you that we, this is something that you know individuals and businesses have sponsored each page, as, as Dana Beth mentioned. And we originally were hoping for a 40-page book. We cut it off at 60. We have people knocking down our door to get more pages because once they saw the quality of these illustrations, they were like, I want in this book. And so you are going to want your own copy of it for sure. Yeah, it's an amazing piece. So we love it. And then we've got some other things going on at the store. On Black Friday, November the 25th, we are extending our hours. We'll be open from 7A to 7P that day. Uh, and we have several promotions going on. Um, these discounts can be combined with others, but not without other discounts, such as Senior Citizens Day or Unity Day. 
Um, all day on that day, we will have 20% off our entire order of $25 or more for a purchase. All day, if you buy five Spencer coloring books, you'll get one free. Great stocking stuffers, great things here. Also on that day, um, we'll offer free gift wrapping. I'm not working that day, so it'll be really pretty stuff. Uh, on your in-store purchase only, and uh, we'll have styles and supplies of that stuff last, so we'll have that going on. And then the early bird special, which is from 7 until our regular business hours at 10, we'll be giving away a free coloring book with a $25 purchase. So awesome ideas to come in and get those things. It's a wonderful idea, and we've got a lot going on then at the center. Then on that Saturday, it's Small Business Saturday, where we try to encourage everybody to come out. American Express sponsors that, and we shop have a local. lot of shop local, shop in your local small business, come into the Pride Store and the Unity Store and see everything that we've got. Again, we've got wonderful artists who have done great crafts things there, as well as some items that have been purchased and brought in. One-of-a-kind things that you're not going to see anywhere else. We had a one-of-a-kind, beautiful, neat tin jack-o'-lantern that I kept saying, oh, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that, and I didn't get it, and somebody else did, so I was really crushed. My husband was really pleased. <laughs> but anyway, we very much encourage you to come into that. We're also doing the coloring uh, page, Santa's coloring page. For Christmas at the Square, absolutely. Yeah, yes. we're, uh, Christmas on the Square is going to be on December the 3rd, um, and that's a Saturday, of course, and normal business hours that day will be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., They'll be participating in the window decorating contest I've told you about. They're also going to be uh, having a tour of lights going on. And we'll have a holiday coloring book for uh, kids that come in with their parents, kind of keep them with uh, crayons they'll get after they leave the store. <laughs> so we'll give you your coloring sheet and your crayons, and then you can go outside the store and do whatever you want to with those things. So a lot of things going out the store. We have a lot of neat gift ideas. We have mugs um, from a classic artist that does just uh, Spencer Prize mugs and just things for us we have lovely brooms and i know you think broom what the but these are gorgeous hand sewn hand threaded beautiful items wonderful uh stained glass and jewelry pieces oh my gosh christmas tree items galore if you need something to decorate your christmas tree with we are the place to stop absolutely and the thing is about the spencer pride community center and and specifically the unity shop is that everything except for our resale items is made um, by Indiana artists and craftspeople. So uh, most of those things in Owen and surrounding counties, but all of those things within the borders of the Hoosier State. So it's great because you're supporting Spencer Pride with the profits that we make from that, but then in turn you're supporting local artists, craftspeople, and it, it's a real difference from what you're gonna find certainly at big box stores and even from other potentially local retail stores that may not be selling local. You may be buying local, um, but what, what you're buying may not have been made locally. And so that's definitely something different at the Spencer Pride Community Center. And, and for those people who aren't familiar, um, so we've used uh, the term Spencer Pride Community Center and Unity Shop interchangeably. So if you think about the word community, uh, unity is in there. And so literally, um, we call the retail portion of our center Unity. Um, it is both um, within the Word Community Center or the Words Community Center, but also within the physical space of that. So we kind of play on those words a little bit. The Spencer Pride Community Center 
overall is going to be something much more than just the retail shop, although that's a really fabulous part of it. Right now we're in our phase one, which is a smaller portion of the space that we than we overall will have starting the middle of next year. So right now, when someone enters the Spencer Pride Community Center, essentially they see unity. They see the retail portion of the shop. But what's gonna happen in the middle of 2017 is we're going to triple in size and the amount of retail is going to stay the same and then what's going to be added is all the additional space and we'll be offering free space for local not-for-profits to meet affirming not-for-profits that is uh, we will be doing our educational events there we will have receptions we will do a lot for the community with that space we will use it as a venue for small um, a small venue for um, performances by local musicians etc so uh, the community Spencer Pride Community Center is certainly something uh, more than just the unity shop but that is a fabulous place to go and as Dana Beth mentioned there's so much that you can get for Christmas at the shop and people are shocked at our prices so we are not trying to squeeze our artists for every last penny Generally speaking, an artist comes to us and says, hey, this is what we'd like to be able to sell this to you for. And generally speaking, we say yes, and um, we don't gouge them for every penny. So they are absolutely earning what they feel that their effort was worth. And in turn, we're also getting some profit with our markup. And people are still coming in and saying, I'm shocked it's not more expensive. And so it works out for the end consumer. It works out for Spencer Pride. And it certainly works out for those local artists and craftspeople as well. And again, anytime that you can shop local and know that you're helping the local community and the local individuals, you're much better off than going to those big box stores because you have that handcrafted item that you can appreciate and pass on. Absolutely. And, you know, we've said local artists and craftspeople, that includes a lot of local music. So we've got CDs from local musicians and, and we could just go on and on. And Books the, from authors. Books. Correct. Thanks, you, Beth. Um, and then as, as we did mention, we also have a really awesome resale component as well. And we're not just a Goodwill with a bunch of stuff all over the place. Um, we're very selective. We've got a very limited amount of shelving for our resale components. So our stuff is cool, antique and vintage items, really neat. And I'm honestly shocked. So my husband coordinates with a lot of pickers out there to get items for us. And it's really amazing, the, the fun, fascinating things that have come into the store. And what amazes me is we're, we're open two days a week. So we're open every Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., which is very regular, very consistent, and yet only two days out of you know seven in the week. And so when I think to myself, oh my gosh, you're getting all this stuff, where is it gonna go? And what's amazing to me is the amount of stuff that is gone in one to two weeks. Wow. I mean, those resale items, there are enough people coming in and not just coming in the door, but like, hey, I've been looking for that vintage NASA tea set, <laughs> you know, since the 70s. Great. And I'm thinking, whoa, how in the heck did we get that person to walk in the door conveniently? That's and what's really nice about that with um Jacob being at the store, he has learned people and he knows what people's tastes are. So he knows that whenever he sees a rooster, that he buys a rooster because he knows this one individual in town is going to come in and get that rooster just because <laughs> it's there. So, you know, he learns your taste. He learns what you like. So he's learned and he can call you. Hey, I've got this wonderful sign. Why don't you come in and get this one way sign? I've come and look at it. People come in and look at it. Well, you're right. I've got to have it. And so it's, once he gets to know you and, and do that. And again, that's with that one on one that you can only get from a local business. Absolutely. Right. right. Jonathan and Dan Beth, we have just a few more minutes to go here, and we want to get to our last topic that we wanted to touch on tonight, and that's the Champion of Diversity Award that you are 
all receiving. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So for the last decade, Indiana Minority Business Magazine has recognized individuals, organizations, and institutions that have shown efforts in the area of diversity and inclusion. So we were really excited to be notified last month that we were chosen as one of the 2017 Champion of Diversity honorees. So we're really, really pumped about that. And certainly as an organization, we've been around for a decade. We received awards from you know different organizations, sometimes newspapers, et cetera. But um, Indiana Minority Business Magazine, that's a fantastic publication. And, and we are uh, truly grateful for their um, interest in us and what we've done. Uh, their letter to us, an email to us, specified that we were selected because of our collective efforts in setting an example and how to reflect inclusion in the community, as well as our diligent work to advocate on behalf of the LGBTQ community. So um, we're actually going to receive our award in January, so we'll have more as it gets closer to then, but we wanted to share that great news with people um, because we've been spending the last decade trying to make Spencer and Owen County and Indiana as a whole a better, more inclusive place, more welcoming place for all people. And so um, to have that kind of recognition, it, it feels really good. And it feels good, like I mentioned earlier as well, when you get calls from Pennsylvania and letters from Florida from people who are also recognizing our contributions to to making Indiana a more welcoming place. So uh, we're really excited about it. And we are one of several honorees. So each time that they do these awards, they usually recognize uh, several individuals, institutions, organizations. And so um, we are being recognized alongside Purdue University and some other individuals. So um, something that, um, that we're really pumped about. Oh, terrible Purdue. Hey, it's I a know, pretty good company. That's okay. I'll take Purdue. They do some, some, good company. some things as well. You know, they, they're, they're right there. This is IU country. I'm an IU grad for the audience, just so that you understand that. I'm from Kentucky. Oh, no. Yeah, no. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Hey, now. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> hey, so, I mean, anything that you can do to make Indiana more diverse, it's, it's a good thing. You know, it, I mean, this is a, a state, a very, very red state, and uh, we just so happen to live in in an area that's accepting of our type of blue in, mm-hmm. in, in some form. So, well, I think, um, I think too, thinking about, you know, red versus blue is so binary as well. Right. And, and I mean, I think when we think red, we think Republican and we have to also recognize, especially in this post election time period that, that red may equal Republican, but it doesn't um, equivocate to sure. um, ignorance or, or discrimination. And so uh, certainly we need to, make this a time where we come together and work as a community, um, regardless of our you know, political affiliation, to continue to make Indiana a better place. That's, that's what we're here to do. We and need to be more purple. Right. Just <laughs> kind of merge and, those together. Be more purple. And if you want to learn more about how to do that, come to the Community Center in Spencer. Absolutely. They will tell you. Absolutely. We'll One be last glad time to help on you. that website, folks. So our website is spencerpride.org. And you can find all sorts of information about everything that our organization does, as well as specifically our community center. We're also on Facebook as well and very active on Facebook, both as Spencer Pride and as Spencer Pride Community Center. And if you're interested in volunteering, you can certainly reach out to us in any of the mediums that I mentioned earlier. And we'd be really happy to have you. Uh, as well as happy to accept any donations you might want to make. In Mike Pence's name. Yeah, even if you want to make it in, in, uh, in uh, Vice President-elect Mike Pence's name. Dana Beth Evans and Jonathan Balish of Spencer Pride, thank you both for being here with us this evening. 
It has been a toasty and wonderful experience with you. Hey, fireside chat, here we come. <laughs> As usual, we can't wait to see what uh, is next from Spencer Pride, and, and thank you once again for being here this evening. Thank you. We're going to get to our next music break this evening with this next piece's intro by Talroad.com. Billy Gilman made his bid for the top 11 on The Voice with an ambitious, soaring cover of Queen's classic, The Show Must Go On. The former country music child star who came out as gay in 2014 has been ascending the show's rank, ranks with performances of tracks by Roy Orbison, Adele, Michael Jackson, and Rachel Platten. But this week's may have been his most vocally ambitious yet. During rehearsals with coach Adam Levine and key advisor Garth Brooks, it was revealed the country superstar already knew the con contestant from his early career. What I heard today, the future now belongs to him, Brooks said. And to Gilman, the song represented his reemergence in the music scene. Now, his live performance led to a standing ovation from all four coaches. Levine even stood on his chair yelling to the crowd, stand up. Blake Shelton spoke first, saying the performance was amazing and reflecting on how far Gilman has come. You are a million times better as an adult, he said. Now, here is Billy Gilman with Queens, The Show Must Go On.
Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from The Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there is something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar, and more information can be found on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. Here is Catherine Della Rosa, our news producer, with our weekly LGBTQ plus news roundup. In the national news, the Washington Post News Service reported that calls to suicide hotlines surged following the election of Donald Trump. Steve Mendelson, a director of the LGBT Youth Suicide Hotline, The Trevor Project, said that by 1 p.m. the Wednesday after election night, their daily average intake had doubled. Mendelssohn said that the last time the Trevor Project dealt with a significant spike like this was after the attack at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando this summer. Mendelssohn told Mother Jones, quote, 95% of them tell us they're worried about the election results, and they're telling us that they're feeling anxious and scared, a fear that perhaps gay marriage will be reversed, or that conversion therapy will be promoted, or that their insurance might be taken away, end quote. Mendelssohn said that the Trevor Project is training more volunteers to field this influx of calls. Mother Jones also reports that trans hotlines' average daily intake quintupled. According to director Greta Martella, the trans suicide prevention nonprofit receives an average of 100 calls a day. From Tuesday night to Thursday afternoon, they received 523 calls. Martella said that much of the caller's anxiety concerned the congressional Republican majority's intention to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Obamacare has enabled access to trans-related health coverage, such as hormones and other treatments for gender dysphoria. Callers were also worried about Trump's promise to fill the Supreme Court with conservative judges. Trans rights have been litigated in the Supreme Court as recently as this August, specifically the right of trans people to use public bathrooms that correspond to their gender. The court is sure to hear a case on trans rights in the coming years, this time with more conservatives on the bench. In other national news, Sunday's episode of 16 Minutes was Donald Trump's first interview since becoming president-elect. He had this to say about voters' anxiety. When they demonstrate against you and there are signs out there, I mean, don't you say to yourself, I guess you don't, you know, do I have to worry about this? Do I have to go out and assuage them? Do I have to tell them not to be afraid? They're afraid. I would tell them don't be afraid. Absolutely. But that's not what you're saying. I said it. Oh, I think, no, no, I think I'm saying it. I've been saying it. Okay. Don't be afraid. We are going to bring our country back, but certainly don't be afraid. Contradicting previous ambiguous statements about considering appointing justices to undo the effect of a Burgerfall versus Hodges, he told 60 Minutes reporter Leslie Stahl that he's fine with the ruling. One of the groups that's uh, expressing fear is the LBGTQ group. Um, And yet I mentioned them at the Republican National Convention. And everybody said, that was so great. As your president, I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology. Believe me.
And I have to say, as a Republican, it is so nice to hear you. Um, I have been, you know, I've been a, a supporter. Well, I guess the issue for them is marriage equality. Oh. Do you support marriage equality? I, I, it's irrelevant because it was already settled. It's law. It was settled in the Supreme Court. I mean, it's done. So even if you appoint a judge that... It's done. It, you have... Uh, these cases have gone to the Supreme Court. They've been settled. And uh, I think I'm, I'm fine with that. Given his repeated promises to appoint justices to undo Roe v. Wade, and given that conservative justices dissented in both Roe and Obergefell, this hasn't inspired much confidence. Marriage equality is not the LGBT community's only concern. The Affordable Care Act aside, Republicans control not only both houses of the U.S. Congress, but the legislatures of 32 states. In this year alone, transphobic bathroom bills have been introduced into the legislatures of nine states other than North Carolina, whose passage of a bathroom restriction bill was the center of controversy early this year. While several of these bills died in committee, this is not the end of state Republicans' anti-LGBT efforts. And ever since Obergefell, individual states have been hearing legislation to restrict marriage equality. This year, the Kentucky Senate passed a bill creating two separate marriage licenses for opposite and same-sex couples. An instantaneous undoing of a burger fall by the Supreme Court is possible, but unlikely. But that's not where the entire threat lies. Trump's noncommittal acceptance of a burger fall means very little when weighed against the will of state Republican legislators. In somewhat happier national news, Oregon became the first state to elect an openly queer governor. Governor Kate Brown was outed as bisexual by the Oregonian in the 1990s when she was serving in the state's legislative assembly. She feared what her sexuality meant for her career, and while her sexuality is made public without her consent, she went on to serve as Oregon Secretary of State. She succeeded Governor John Kitzhaber in 2015 following his resignation. Brown isn't the first queer governor to be elected in America. Former New Jersey Governor Jim McGreevy came out as gay in 2004 and resigned shortly afterward. But Governor Kate Brown is the first out queer politician to win a gubernatorial election. In Indiana, St. David's Episcopal Church in Bean Blossom was vandalized with graffiti reading Heil Trump, along with homophobic and racist slurs, the Indianapolis Star reports. The Episcopal Church and St. David in particular are known for their pro-LGBT stance. Reverend Kelsey Hutto said in a Facebook post regarding the vandalism, quote, We pray for the perpetrators as well as those who the derogatory marks were directed at. This act was an act of separation, end quote. Hutto's post continued, quote, We hope and pray that as the days and weeks continue, we find a way to bridge this division from God and each other and ourselves, end quote. This hate crime is just one in the way of following Trump's election. Richard Cohen of the Southern Poverty Law Center said that the center, as of Monday, has logged over 200 complaints of similar hate speech, vandalism, and intimidation since the election. In global news, Australia's parliament voted last week against a public vote on same-sex marriage. According to the New York Times, the bill proposed funding a plebiscite, or a referendum, that would have asked if Australia's Marriage Act should be amended to allow same-sex marriage. A bipartisan, a bipartisan majority of Australia's Senate killed the bill in a 33-29 vote. 
While both of Australia's major parties support marriage equality, many of the joint senators opposed the plebiscite because of expense. It would have cost the Australian government a $140 million. Senators like the Labour Party's Penny Wong, who is gay, said she opposed the plebiscite because she and her fellow parliamentarians, quote, know a plebiscite is divisive. It will give those who oppose equality a multi-million dollar taxpayer-funded megaphone to spread a message of intolerance, end quote. For Blooming Out on WFHB, I'm Catherine Delarosa. This morning, the, Indianap- the Indianapolis Star reported that a lawsuit challenging the fix to the Indiana Religious Freedom and Restoration Act will be heard in the Hamilton Superior Court. Following national criticism of the original referral last summer, the Indiana State House and Governor Mike Pence approved changes to the law that prohibit LGBTQ discrimination. Two conservative Christian organizations are suing the cities of Indianapolis, Carmel, Bloomington, and Columbus over their non-discrimination ordinances. Their claim is that the non-discrimination laws violate their religious beliefs and limit the expansion of Christian-owned businesses. The suit also names the refrafix as an affront to their religious freedom. Micah Clark, executive director of, and, of, and plaintiff organization uh, of the, in, uh, the American Family Association of Indiana, said, quote, We will now get our day in court to argue why we believe that the language of the civil rights shouldn't be hijacked to give privileges to the politically correct and politically powerful, while taking away freedoms from people of faith or traditional values, end quote. The cities whose ordinances are named in the suit are among 18 cities in Indiana with non-discrimination laws. There is no Indiana state law against LGBTQ discrimination. Out.com gives our introduction for our final music break this evening. She's blonde, she's British, and she just released an amazing remix of her pop song, Alarm. In a collaboration with John Hill and Stint, Anne-Marie took Alarm to new heights. The remix is slightly more melodic than the original and will be the first track of a new album, Alarm Remixes Volume 2, which dropped October 28th. Alarm is not Anne-Marie's first single, nor will it be her last, or she hopes. The pop singer boasts a colorful discography, which includes collaborations with the drum and bass band Rudimentals and singer-songwriter Will Hurd. Anne-Marie's music, however, is entirely her own. It's always going to be the case that my sound would be different. They're going to be producing some songs on my album, but it'll be in my style, she said in a statement. Anne-Marie's writing has a dual nature to it. I either write a song that's open and you can interpret in any way you want, she explained, or it's a song exactly about how you have felt before. I don't mind being blunt when it's a common feeling, whether you're... um, emoting during, over karaoke or dancing around and spilling your drink to Alarm, Anne-Marie's music is a must-listen. Check out the new Alarm remix by Anne-Marie. You lay with me, you're shutting down, I smell around you, I'm focused now. I know what's going on in your head, yeah I know what's happened here in our bed, yeah Your phone is buzzing, so pick it up I know she call it, so what the I should've known that she stays a cheater So here we are And there goes the alarm ringing in my head 
Like somebody said, don't you trust him, no Texting from his ex, what did you expect? Now you're lying here, knowing where he goes Now we got that itch, yeah, karma's gonna get ya Same way that they come, that's the way they go For a wild boy I'm better than this I know my worth I might be getting What I deserve But I ain't sticking around For the rerun What's done is done And there goes the alarm Ringing in my head Like somebody said Don't you trust him, no Texting from his ex What did you expect? Now you're lying here Knowing where he goes Now we got that itch, yeah Sirens go Just listen to Anne Marie's Alarm remix here on Blooming Out. Now it's time for our weekly LGBTQ area event calendar. Are you ready for a Christmas themed drag show? If so, head to the Old National Center in Indianapolis for a Drag Queen Christmas on Saturday, November 19th at 8 p.m. Contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race will be live on stage in this holiday spectacular. All ages are welcome. Find more information on Facebook. The Brown Bag. Queer Speaker Series will host the topic Out in Athletics on Monday, November 28th from noon to 1 p.m. in the Indiana Memorial Union Maple Room. Grad students Brooke Boyts and Cameron Kantner will speak about being queer, coming out in athletic spaces, and and how it is um, related to mental health. A keynote speaker from the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation will be on hand on World AIDS Day, Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. The lecture will be followed by a panel discussion of experts in the field who have had some hands-on experiences. It will take place in the Indiana Memorial Union's Alumni Hall. Indiana Youth Group's largest fundraiser of the year is on Saturday, December 3rd. A live silent auction on unique art, celebrity items, gift baskets, gift certificates, and more. The event takes place at 8 p.m. at the Indiana Landmark Center. Discount ticketed tickets are available through IYG's website. And that is all the time we have for this evening. 
We'd like to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you're interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at Blooming Out WFHB, visit our uh, Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. Our associate producer and board engineer is Sarah Hetrick. Our news is produced by Catherine De La Rosa, and our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. For Blooming Out and Jeff Pulling, I'm Ryan Shaddy. Please tune in again next Thursday at 6 p.m. or visit us online at bloomingout.com. Thank you for joining us on Blooming Out. Be sure to find us online for past episodes, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and more at bloomingout.com. And don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. for Blooming Out on WFHB.